T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Mark Hockman. You know what? I might get a breast reduction. Shut up, you jag off. Channing Crowder. Go the spinner. Chicken and cheese is an aphrodisiac. Alejandro Solana. Rudy Gobert. Those are your weather. You look slightly zooted. I might have tailgated a little bit. Sports. Thursday night football. You can watch it on your ring doorbell. I had some whoopee in a bunch of Waffle House parking lot. Is milk. Liquid cow? Mr. Unlimited. More sports. There's pork, but sometimes you gotta eat poke. It's raining testicles! The most sports. If you're in a pickle, just call Swickle. What's going on here? I ain't getting no action last night. The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. Little uh, CeCe Peniston to start the show. How about that? I don't know how you know these names. It, it really, it's a blessing and a curse. How'd you how pick this song, Solana? Why are you always so surprised when I play a good song? Because CeCe Peniston, this was like, uh, she was a one-hit wonder, and this was maybe mm-hmm. from the late 80s or early 90s. Nah, she's got a couple good bangers. Really? In her uh, arsenal, yeah. Oh, yeah? What are some of the others? I'm not so certain, <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you saw the breaking news, Crowder, but David Furonis from the Sun Sentinel tweets out the Miami Dolphins ping pong table has been removed <laughs> from the heart of the team's locker room ahead of the week 18 finale versus the Jets with a playoff spot potentially on the line. I suggested that. Is Teron Armstead and Xavier Howard having <laughs> ping pong injuries? <laughs> They are playing some hellified ping pong games if they're getting injured. I'm just telling you. Just telling you. I te- hey, Hawk, I've said it for years. I would love to have you run a team for a couple weeks just to see how it works out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It wouldn't work out very well. <laughs> Coach, Coach Hawkman's team meeting starts at 3 p.m. I'd, uh, I'd be bringing in, if I, was, if I was the Heat, you know me. I just like big names. Scotty Pippen, he lives down here, doesn't he? Let's bring him in. <laughs> I'd be bidding up Terrell Owens, figuring other teams were bidding to get his services. I'd be like, oh, you got to get this guy. Hey, Coach, we practicing today? That's raining. I can't <laughs> practice in the rain. I do no, live in the no. 80s, so I, uh, that's, that's, and I'd be playing CeCe Peniston and practices trying to amp people up. Now you got a problem with the team. Um, so, everyone, I know everyone wants news on DeMar Hamlin. We, we all do, and we're a society that doesn't like to wait 
but there's no rushing this. So we all just continue to wait. We'll monitor the news. I saw something. I think I had texted it to you guys. It was an ESPN story that uh, a friend of his said that there were some signs of progress, according to the doctors. He's still intubated. He's still sedated. He's still in critical condition. Um, I think his uncle or his friend had said yesterday he went from being on 100% oxygen to now 50% oxygen, which would certainly be good news. So, um, but there's, you know, there's, there's myriad reports. I think I said, I read one report that said he might have some lung damage. Um, so obviously we just wait and, and hope to hear yeah. good news. That's what it is. a waiting game. And for everybody, the NFL, everybody's waiting on this, on this to happen. And I'm praying for the best. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I do want to talk about the dolphins. I want to talk about our night at the Panthers game last night, but there is this overriding little bit of worry that I think we all have since Monday night. And you'd like to, like I said, you'd like to hear some news and it, it's just nothing, you know, it's nothing that you yeah. can rush. You're talking about a man's life. And it's not, you know, a quick, quick scenario where uh, you go into cardiac arrest and then all of a sudden, you know, a day and a half later, they proclaim you fine and, you know, ready to play football. There, there's there's a long ways to go here, but obviously we're and, just waiting and, and pray. And last night was it was honestly encouraging to me for humanity that last night we were at the Panthers game. And as I walk around, you know, people stop me to, you know, talk, talk off and take pictures, whatever probably a half a dozen before the conversation was over asked me, do I have any update on DeMar Hamlin? Yeah. And I smiled, I smiled every time I was like, no, I don't. But I was smiling because I'm like, this is, I just, I was encouraged that you care this much to ask me knowing, you know, knowing we're in the media, if I know something before you do, and you're really concerned with this young man. I, I, I appreciate everybody that was asking me that last night. And then there's been uh, Solana, a lot more uh, donations to that GoFundMe for his, uh, for his toy drives, is it over five million now? Is it up to six million now? I saw close to six million wow. this morning. Yeah, I saw some yeah. massive donations that were made on you know behalf of NFL players and NFL teams. So um, obviously, uh, if we hear anything or see anything before six o'clock today, we will certainly let you know. So, uh, and we're going to talk with Twan Russell today too. Twan Russell is one of these guys where when there is humanity to talk about we like talking to him about it because he's very spiritual and he's yeah. wise and uh and he, he's one of those guys that I lean on when I sometimes don't have the right words or the the right things to say so he's gonna join us um we had a great time at the Panthers game last night the Crowders were there with mm-hmm. uh with two of the three kids and uh, the Hockmans were there with no kid. And uh, the Solanas were there, Solana and his girlfriend. And we had a great time watching the Panthers' victory last night. And, uh, and we can talk about that today as well. So we do have a lot of stuff to get to. Today also, there's a couple things. Today is National Spaghetti Day. And had we not played our National Spaghetti Day segment last week, for the holidays, I certainly would have played that today. Today <laughs> is also National Trivia Day, and it reminded me of a segment. We've done a couple, one with Aronde and one with you, where I actually had trivia about your career, your football career, and I quizzed you on it to see what you did know and didn't know. We're going to play that today for National Trivia Day because it was a really uh, fun segment, 
and I enjoy all the kooky little holidays. So we'll do that today. We'll get to 15 minutes of heat. There's a heat Lakers game tonight, another late night for Solana. I mean, we got a lot of action. So let's begin today's show with headlines and the CC Peniston loving Alejandro <laughs> Solana. Quickly, Hawk Solana. I, 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 I don't really remember this segment of my trivia day, but does it get down to you making fun of me somehow? Not at all. Not at all. Hawk. It's real. I am telling you, it is a celebration of your accomplishments. Now, mm-hmm. if I was doing the segment with a Ronde, would it have? It would it have been <laughs> me making fun of you? Yes, because a Ronde goads me on. He takes me to <laughs> okay. dark places that I wouldn't normally go on my own. No, this is a real quiz that I give you on like. I wanted to know if you knew, do you remember any of the, the segments, Solana, like some of the trivia that I was asking him? Yeah, you asked him how many career tackles he had. Right, like, ta- like you know, obviously you know career interceptions, you know career sacks. <laughs> I mean, there's one. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was specifically not going further than that. See? But you see where this goes? I think it was, you know, like career tackles or, um, oh, I remember. I, uh, how many times you were, I think, penalized for yep. unsportsmanlike conduct. It was some good trivia. Oh. I'm telling you, it's, okay. it's, it's, it was fun. It was I just, fun. I just know you use it's celebrate not, very. No, you do celebrate that's, loosely. That's not true. Oh, that okay. is not true at all. I have been mischaracterized <laughs> and misquoted. I have been bamboozled. Um, <laughs> let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy a truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks. If we can tear him away from his C.C. Peniston greatest hits CD. (laughs) I Googled C.C. Peniston, and I just closed the tab. I mean, right. The fact that I knew her name is a real testament to a a misfire in my head. Um, But I, you know, I used to, I used to work in Top 40 Radio, and I interned at B96 in Chicago when I was younger, and I remember playing that song over and over. So, But that's really, how did you find that song? I, that That's the, the real question here. No, that's like a song that would get played at really? Hot Wheels. You know, you're... I, when you were skating? Yeah, you're skating. When's the, the last time you went skating? Maybe 20 years ago. Yeah, before your knee went bad. <laughs> <laughs> knee ain't going to make it. But, but the, the thing to me, the only thing I can compare to with myself, if you had a a list or a, a book of pictures of ex-teammates that I actually were on a team with, I couldn't name half of them. Well, some people are that way with sports, though. Remember, there was a kid that came to see us at the FLA Live Arena yesterday. And, and you yeah. watched the, the kid grow up. His dad is a Dolphin super fan. And you said his dad, most sports fans, most sports hosts can, you know, recite the team's record from 1983 and 1989. And they remember what happened in a Monday night football game. And I literally have no recollection of anything when it comes to sports other than like the real basic facts. My brain doesn't work that way for sports. But for 80s and 90s music, it does. I can retain it. I don't know why. It's a blessing. And a curse. <laughs> because look at how much time I've spent talking about Cece Feniston. Someone send this to her. She hasn't been talked about on radio like this for 30 years. <laughs> you want to get her on? <laughs> I'm trying to get Barry Manilow on because he's performing the 13th at the arena. And, and we're working on getting Barry Manilow on in the next couple of weeks. 
me and Crowder may be playing a little defense on that, but that's getting a little too deep into listen, the minutiae. I am happy show, to do so. it by myself. I'm ha- I mean, that, that, listen, you're not getting in the way of it because that's a bucket list interview for me. Hawk, you're not doing it by yourself, but I'm going to need some questions pushed my way. <laughs> Just give me a heads up. Right. You're going to have the basic general. So what? First interested you in music, you know, it's like a, you could, it, it, Daniel Berger. So how's the course playing? As a matter of fact, <laughs> those those elevator questions when you're on a long yep. ride with somebody you really don't care about. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll start here. The Miami Dolphins have made a roster move. They have added quarterback Mike Glennon to their roster. He will wear. Number 16, and uh, the reason why is because we found out today Mike McDaniel spoke to the media, and he said he's not yet ready to say that Teddy Bridgewater would be available on Sunday. And as far as Tua Tungavailoa, he's not ready to step out onto the practice field today. Yeah, he's not going to be available Sunday. I think we can, especially with what we witnessed on Monday night, like you want to talk about really protecting players and and seeing the humanity in sports, uh, you can't let Tua out there. Not right nope. now. And I said it. I was on. Um, I went on with Colin today, and I told him I was like, Tua's not playing the rest of this year. I don't care if they go to the damn Super Bowl. Tua's not playing football. I I would take issue with the playoffs. I think, and I understand what oh. you're saying, and I wouldn't argue it if they shut him down for the season especially based on what happened Monday night. Um, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. You're not going to see him again this year. No, you got you have to protect him. Yeah. And it's great yeah. and it's good. It's and We're not saying it's bad, but it's good that they're protecting the players, especially after Monday night. But yeah. without without what happened to DeMar, I wouldn't think this way. After that, no, yeah. sir, he's I not touching right. his field. I think you're right. Yeah. As far as Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, um, he can't throw football yet, according to Mike McDaniel. So we got to so. protect us from him. That's a, that's a integral part of quarterbacking. Usually, yeah, usually. Okay. Um, and some other notes. Uh, I'm just reading from David Fiorona's here. Mike McDaniel said, Tron Armstead, Xavier Howard, and Bradley Chubb, who all missed Sunday's game in New England, have progressed, but he doesn't plan to have any of them practice today, which was the plan anyway going into this week. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine uh I, I don't think we'll get a real feel for Armstead and Chubb, uh, Xavier until Friday, maybe Saturday. Last night, the Florida Panthers on a much brighter note, five to three over the Arizona Coyotes and Matthew Kachuk. We witnessed it, scored a Hattie. Little Hattie, and when you say we witnessed it, Solana didn't witness anything in <laughs> that suite last night. Solana sat at a table and held court. He was nowhere near viewing the ice. This is not a joke. There were eight goals scored last night. I swear I didn't see one goal. Oh, you don't have to tell me. How's that possible? Because <laughs> you weren't interested in the game. And Solana, do you have a tapeworm? You go for snacks more than anybody in the history of the world. I'll tell you what, he was very generous last night. He b- practically bought everyone in the sweet uh, cookies. I tried, I tried to get uh, the Crowders some cookies as well. But they said that they were good, and then they came back with some some pie and some cake, which looked fire, a little cheesecake. They have a nice little dessert uh, yeah, area yeah. up there in the sweet area. If you know this old crowd of rule, we always say no when people offer us stuff. 
Yeah, I have noticed that. I've known that for years, though. He he always, you know, he doesn't like food. He doesn't like to accept food. He doesn't know where it's been. In the meantime, I mean, you're walking from the the concession stand to the suite. And Solana's hands? Come yeah, on, man. You got to see it from my side on this one. And he brought them in little bags. You know, I like to just hand them to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking some from you. <laughs> someone DM'd me that. I put some video up yesterday in the suite on Instagram, and someone DM me, did you hand anyone a brownie yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Early in the game. Give me a chance. <laughs> Um, so the Hattie last night from Kachuk, that's a good uh, good sign there for the Florida Panthers. They're back on the ice on Thursday. All right, very good. And the Miami Heat, they're in action tonight. They play the Lakers, 10 p.m. start time. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, none of those guys are on the injury report. So all right. looks like they'll all and be LeBron. able to go. Oh, you know what? I haven't even checked the Lakers injury report. Probably right. should do that. I'll let you know. Well, it's only like 11 in the morning there. Yeah, and uh, their coach, Ham, <laughs> that's, that's how I remember his name. His name is Ham. Right. Um, Speaking of Ham, we haven't even mentioned Zion Williamson <laughs> and the Ham string. <laughs> yeah, boy, big man. <laughs> I've got that on my headlines because the Heat play them the twice. Pelicans? Yeah, they play them twice in like three nights towards Soon? the end of January. Mm, and so he's going to miss it? This forecast has him uh, missing both of those games. I mean, we were going to make our bankroll during those games. <laughs> oh, just, just, just give me this. These, these, the NBA MVP in your mind, he already missed a month with a hamstring? I know, I know. Come on now. I know, it's can't. not good for my argument. When he was out there playing, though, he was balling, but your contention was he's not going to be able to last, and he didn't. No. Uh, Darwin Ham yesterday said that they're going to ride LeBron James as much as possible. Well, I mean, they don't have much of an option, do they? <laughs> Who else do they plan on riding? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That who, who are we going to depend on on this team? <laughs> Is Schroeder still there? Come on, Coach. Is he back? Is he back on the Lakers? Schroeder, yeah. Schroeder. Yeah. Why'd you say Schroeder? Schroeder. Why? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, but why, what are you saying? I don't know. Because <laughs> it has, his name is, is German, because it has like the little, the yeah, little the two umlauts. dots. Yeah, the umlauts. Yeah, the umlauts. But that doesn't make a D into an L. <laughs> no, I, I was pronouncing the D. <laughs> no, you weren't. You were saying Schroeder. No, Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> you it. What are you doing there? Yeah, he's uh he's on the Lakers. <laughs> so is Kendrick Nunn, who didn't get on the court when they played in Miami. Because uh, Schroeder, Schroeder could have made a lot more money with the Lakers. Yeah. He decided not to, but he's back. Yeah, he's back. But not making the money he could have. Nope. All right. Those are your headlines, <laughs> your weather. <laughs> Um, do you think? What do you think an umlaut does? Just you can make any letters. It's like a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, Uno wild card. It's a wild card. You can make any letter sound however you want. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I hope Jason Jackson is not listening to this segment because <laughs> if he is, I think I'm toast. <laughs> That's great. Shrewler. Shrewler.
<laughs> Since it's National Spaghetti Day, I have yeah. a couple Spaghetti Day facts mm. for you. Okay. McDonald's used to sell spaghetti. Did you guys know that? I think I know that they had tested mixed spaghetti. Yeah, mixed spaghetti. Yeah. It's what it was called. Well, I mean, even if you didn't know, it's a good guess. <laughs> 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 um, and apparently it's still on the menu in Philippines. Oh, really? Yeah. And you didn't you have spaghetti at the Subway? Subway in yeah. uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. Which was good, by the way. It was pretty good. I believe it. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Accident Attorney Weather Center. Uh, right now in South Florida, it is partly cloudy. It looks like it might rain a little bit here in El Portal. Tonight, your lows will drop into the mid-70s. That's brought to you by Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 24-7-866-954-MORE. All right, very good. Uh, Twan Russell is going to join us in the next segment. We love our conversations with him. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I'm button your shirt, Twan. Hawk and Crowder. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, a couple things. We'll bring on Tuan Russell here in a moment. If you want to go see a heat game on us here at the radio station this year, we've got a pair of tickets for you to see the Heat host OKC Tuesday, January 10th. And if you want to uh, enter to win, just go to WQAM.com, click on Contests, enter right there. And if your name is picked, you will go see the Heat and the Thunder just go to WQAM.com and register to win right there. Um, we love talking to Tuan Russell on this show, Crowder. He's kind of like our barometer, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. He, can, he can make things understandable. That he, he, he just has a way. You know, I will tell you, we got unbelievable response yesterday on the text line and uh, on Instagram and Twitter when Dr. Chuck Metzger joined us. And he really laid out in plain English the medical side of what had happened or what he perceived to have happened on uh, on Monday night. Twan's very good with the spiritual side and the common sense side as well. So we'll talk with mm-hmm. him. He's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Twan Russell, you know, played for the Canes and the Dolphins. He's currently the athletic director at St. Thomas. And, uh, and he's someone we lean on when there are emotional topics to discuss. And he's joining us now. Hello, Tuan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, we're good. We're good. The, uh, the nation uh, was glued, you know, to Monday Night Football. And we, I think, you know, and, and now a couple days removed, you, you start to, 
you know, hope things that are going to hope things are going to turn out uh, for the best. Um, but it was shocking. It was horrifying what we were watching. And I, I just wonder how you process it as a former athlete, a dad, an athletic director. Like, how did how did you process what we watched and where we are now on Wednesday? I mean, you know, my it's funny, my family and we don't normally watch football the way we did on this night. I mean, uh, when it happened. So we're sitting there and we're just all watching it together. And it was almost like the air was sucked out of the room. I mean, I'm looking at my wife and she has her hands over her mouth. Her eyes are watery. My my daughters are just sitting there staying like, what what is this? What's going on? And I'm just in awe. I think my mouth is halfway open. And we sat there and watched this. I mean, I think, you know, it was an hour after they paused the game. And we're still watching the television. Just We just wanted to hear one thing, that he was okay. Yeah. We just wanted to hear something that allowed us to go to sleep at night. And at one point, I sat there and stared at my son. I'm like, man, you know, he's playing the same game that I played. And, you know, at St. Thomas, we have over 200 athletes, 200 football players. And I'm just thinking, okay, what in my mind, what can I do? What what changes can I make to make sure that something like this never happens? And the more I thought about it, the more I just began to think about how safe football is and how what the NFL has done in the last 15 years just to improve. Because the blessing in all of this is that to watch – people run to his aid and meticulously have roles that they have discussed and, and, and figured out and just automatically one by one, everyone did their job. And within a couple minutes that they were in his aid. And I'm like, man, the blessing in all of this is that, that the NFL was prepared that, you know, the foot, the game of football is prepared, has changed so much that if, and when these things happen, which happen extremely rare, uh, um, that they were ready. And Tuan, those like you're saying, it, the, it's, we talked about it all yesterday, Tuan, and actually the day before, just how fast it happened, how quick the ambulance was out there, you know, CPR and everything was going on at the NFL level. Is it like, would if that happened and knock on wood, you know, you never want that to happen to a child. Are those protocols in place at a high school level, at a college level, where they are at the professional? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that. So I, we were actually, um, I was actually went went online and I was looking at some of the reports because I've been on several committees over my 20 years when I was at the Dolphins and and we were there are several NFL committees for high school football and even just from a grant standpoint, the NFL has a grant that allows you know NFL football players and NFL and and former NFL football players and high schools to apply for money to um, get a uh, trainer on their sidelines. Also, um, just what BCAA, Broward County Athletic Association, and the GMAC has done here recently in the last, you know, 10 years, making mandating every school have to have athletic trainers. Uh, in Broward County, there's a mandate. Uh, it may be the same in Dade, but I know in Broward County, there's a mandate that on every sideline there needs to be a doctor. I mean, at our school, we have three athletic trainers. We'll have two doctors at every single game, and sometimes we have three doctors at every game, and that's that's become the norm. Where just ten years ago, this didn't exist, and you know, a lot of this happened because of concussions, but you also have it because 
you know, in any sport, things happen. And to have people there who who very quickly can analyze and dissect something where seconds um, mean something. I mean, when you when you go into cardiac arrest, you have an issue. You know, I, I think I read once every 30 seconds, you know, the chances of um, being successful or retain, retaining a heartbeat or, um, you know, having a positive outcome, it goes down by half. So each time it goes by down by half. So, I mean, to watch those people work so diligently and so um, quickly, I was actually the, the, the bright thing behind all the, the, you know, what we saw is how the NFL has changed and his life, you know, was protected in that moment. Now I know we don't know where he he's going where he is right now, but um, just to see how quickly he moved in that situation, I mean, it, it was it was breathtaking to me, man. I, I mean, I don't I'm not a very emotional person, but I could not put into words how I felt. And you start thinking about the hundreds of thousands of plays that you've played in your lifetime, and something like that not to happen to be watching that and say, man, that could have been me or anyone that I know. I will tell you, uh, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network, he had tweeted out, Bengals coach Zach Taylor lauds the medical and athletic training staffs for their quick, efficient work Monday night. They were prepared. They gave DeMar the best chance. I was really impressed and thankful for the work they put in to be ready for a moment like that. Um, and, and that, you know, Crowder and I were talking about that yesterday. I mean, if a situation like that's going to happen, um, you saw how quickly he was receiving medical care and uh, at to what great lengths they went to to, uh, we know now, resuscitate him right on the field. Um, yeah. Tuan Russell's with us. And, and so I was saying this yesterday, like, sports is, the reason we love sports, it's fun, it's an escape, there's drama. Um, and then all of a sudden something like Monday Night Happens, this is on the more spiritual level, and everything feels really inconsequential. And there probably is, and you're good with life lessons and gleaning something positive from something negative, but there probably is a life lesson in there for everyone, correct? I know it's super cliche, but, you know, it's a reminder of how fragile life is and, and how we should embrace all the moments that we we go through and probably how we should tell those who we care about, you know, just how much we care about them more often than we do. It's funny you say that. There was a lot of things that happened on that football field that made me feel good about humanity. Um, it's amazing how you can be from different places, different ethnicities, um, different classes. And when something tragic happens or when anything happens, it doesn't even have to be tragic. When something happens, there's this interconnectedness between all of us that from a human standpoint – we bond and we gel, um, and it's it's amazing how how God created us. I mean, there's there's it's almost like our spirits talk on a level that we're not even comprehended. If you watch that field, people came together in a group to pray. I don't know if anyone audible say, "Hey, hey, you come and pray." Hey, you come and pray. I think they they all came together, and there's an innate thing inside of us that 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 wants to call to something bigger than us. And I don't want to get into a big religious conversation, but I do believe that we're all connected, you know, through God and God um, created us. And I think when these things happen, it reminds us that we are connected um, through something much bigger. And, you know, in the Bible it says when two or more gather 
in prayer that he's literally there. And I think that God was on that field because you had men and women in the stands that came together and they're all thinking about one thing. They're all thinking through God's eyes how just to, just to help him live. And I think so many people were praying in that moment. It was a, from that standpoint, it's beautiful that everyone could come together and pray um, for one singular purpose. It reminded me how special life is and how powerful people are when they when they bind together uh, through prayer um, to be able to share their heart and their emotions um, with one mission, and that was to save tomorrow's life. And, and Tuan, um, I told some stories yesterday where, like, as an athlete, as a ball player for sure, we both play linebacker. Like you're the opponent, you're the enemy, you're the opposition. You know, you're trying, you're trying to make me fail, and something would happen, and my mind would switch to being a human being. And I think that's what you're speaking on, where you saw like this, you know, everything this game, and I'm gonna say game with capital letters, a lot on this game. It was on the line for a season, and then you saw this is not the the other guy. This is not the other side. This turned into a human being struggling for his life. And I had that happen to me on the football field a number of times. Have you ever had any of those situations happen to you when you were actually on the field and that switch went off? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been on the field where I've seen bones come out of skin. I've seen people' bodies go limp, you know, from a concussion. I've seen, you know, I mean, I remember when I was, I think I was five years old, one of my first injuries that I remember in football was my brother had to be carted off in an ambulance. And I, rem- I remember just weeping for him. Um, and they're carting him off the ambulance. They're like, do you want to go with your brother? Now I'm five and I don't, I don't, I wasn't thinking clear. I was like, no, I want to go back on the field and get some get back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but from a, but from a humanistic standpoint, I do remember grieving for my brother and, and seeing him being carted off and not sure what was going to happen to him. Luckily it was minor, but you're right. I mean, you know, he played for Buffalo. I mean, you know how Buffalo and the Dolphins, we don't ride well, but no one saw colors. No one saw logos. You saw a person that was in need. And to, to watch fans embrace each other, to watch those fans come together and embrace and huddle in the stands the same way they're huddled on the field, to watch people have a genuine care for a life, I mean, it, it tells you what it tells you how special humanity is. I mean, it tells you how special we we are and how much power people have. And sometimes we forget about that because we come to a game and you're all riled up and you're all you know rah rah. But you know, it was a horrifying situation. But there was an underlining beautiful thing that happened. Um, that you know, in the Bible it talks about. Um, all things work for the good. Um, all things work for the good of those. All things that work for the good of the Lord, who are called according to His purpose. And I felt like, even though that was a bad situation and everyone was afraid, the good in that was we were reminded together there's nothing impossible to come together and link arms and and share a common goal. Um, and in that moment, it was it was Demar. But I think it will carry forward that you know through all, everything that we do, man, we are powerful when we are standing together. And I think people are standing together for him, and I think that's why on that field it was favorable. It, it often takes something horrible to to get that reminder, you know, and, and I, I don't know how you avoid 
falling back into the trap because this has happened in my life numerous times where you lose someone you love or something happens to someone that you love and then you use that as a reminder and then you you know and and so you wonder you know what what will it take and i and i don't know i'm just talking in the in the very general sense you know it's like you you want to use it for good and for for positivity and hope that it does change something i wonder cuz i'm having i'm having not a debate but just a conversation on the text line and my twitter uh crowder had said at the beginning of today's show he doesn't think to uh will play again this season, even if they go to the playoffs, because we're all hyper aware now of the yeah. humanity of athletes, right? I, I had said on Tuesday, you know, after watching Monday night, like sometimes I forget. I, I tune into Monday night football and it's a video game to me. I'm I'm rooting for a team or a wager and you forget that they're human beings. And uh, and and that's probably true. You know, it's not just sport, right? It's anything. We we oftentimes we're yelling at someone in line at Starbucks, and we forget it's a human that's just trying to get through the day. Um, I think that's just you. It could be me. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly have had my run-ins with uh, Comcast and uh, other uh, so other Chuck E. Cheese. You know, huh? the Comcast man. I've been uh, I've been kicked out of a Chuck E. Cheese before, but I was trying to protect my son Crowder. How dare you? I, 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 I had you a, justify it. I had a gra- I had a greater good there. <laughs> but I wonder if something like Monday night, like when you, so I'm talking with people on on text and Twitter about two. Uh, Crowder says he doesn't think even if they go to the playoffs or the Super Bowl that he would come back because there's a heightened I, I awareness. Um, I completely agree with you. Do you, do you think that's a, mean, a long – like, is this a watershed moment, a tipping point where we saw something on the field that we didn't ever expect to see or want to see and maybe it creates more of an understanding of the humans who are doing anything? Yeah, yeah I, I agree with Crowder that um, I don't think Tua comes back this year and for a couple of reasons. You know, um, when early in football history, I looked it up the other day, and, not, and right after this happened, I was like, man, it, what are some of the bad things that happened? And I think one person's actually um, died on an NFL football field. The difference is you didn't have as much cameras. You didn't have social media. You didn't have a national broadcast. So it went under the radar. It didn't affect a lot of people. In this instance, you have someone where people watched it and it gripped them in a different way. So my, you know, my first six years in National Football League, I had concussions. I had things that happened, and I never missed a game for a concussion. I would have a concussion on Sunday, practice on Monday, and play the following Sunday. The first time I missed a game for a concussion was my last year in the National Football League when I was in Atlanta where – um, I I missed the game. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't even miss the game. I missed practice. I missed. I didn't practice all week. And on that Saturday, they deemed I you know was able to come back, and I played that Sunday. So that 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 first year, that first six years of the National Football League, no one ever, no one no one ever you know cared. You had a concussion. You figured it out and you played. Well, there are some guys that were retiring during that time because of concussions. And then everyone got hyper aware about, okay, there's trauma to the brain. We have to slow down. We have to put things in place. People are going to say, okay, we have to protect these players from themselves. We are not willing to put somebody on the field if they're not ready to come back. Because if you're responsible for putting somebody on the field and, and now something like this happens, and now your name is on it, 
you may never be able to be in the business again. So I think people are going to be looking at from a livelihood standpoint that we have to be a little bit more cautious about how we handle these people who are built of flesh and blood. Yeah, they run into each other and they look like gladiators, but at the end of the day, underneath that bone, there's flesh and blood. And we're reminded of that every so often. And I think this reminded us that these these players are human, they're people. And I'm not just talking physically, mentally. I mean, those, those men on that field were grieving. You know, some of those guys, I mean, they were screaming. You, you couldn't hear them because we were watching it from television, but you can see something coming out of their mouth, a yelling of fear. And it reminded us all that this is a possibility and this is something that can happen. And really it, it happens in any, any sport. You know, from a football standpoint, football is not even the most dangerous sport. I mean, you have when you start looking at cycling, running. There's, you know, you have more challenges with running, uh, swimming. Those sports have more issues and challenges um, with people having problems um, than football. I mean, even soccer with concussions. So there's a lot of sports that have this, but I think football is probably the best prepared um, for when something like this happens. And Tuan, you bring up the concussion stuff that that blew up. It was it was right after I retired, and the movie came out, and I think the movie kind of catalysted to to a to just a super sensitive you know situation. And it's real, like it's not made up. This isn't you know this isn't Narnia. But now last night we're at the Panthers game, and I started getting those concussion questions again about my son. Just like when the concussions blew up, where now after Demar Hamlin's uh, thing happened Monday night, people asked me last night, "Is you are you going to let your son play football after seeing that?" What what do you answer? Because you just said I know you know Tyson's a dog. Like what do you what do you answer when people ask you that through the years? Because I was kind of stumped last night because I did, I almost didn't want to be insensitive, but I know what my answer was going to be. Yes, I'm going to sign him up this year. Yeah, I, I think people look at it from hey, it happened. It just happened. I mean, we we all just saw it just the other night. And when you when you think about it in football, you know there are probably you know three to six deaths every year in football now that's peewee football all the way to the national football league that's and as if i remember correctly, it's about two and a half million football players from youth football um to professional so that number is really small now if you also have to think about how many how many people die or get injured skateboarding how many people die or get injured swimming how many people die or get injured um running how many people die or get injured um you know, doing other type of sports. I mean, just, you know, soccer and lacrosse. So there's an inherent danger to every single sport, everything that we do. Um, and you just, you look at it, are you going to, are you going to, are you going to decide, okay, my kids aren't going to do anything. And I think that's a, that's the wrong way to look at it. When people really start looking at the numbers, you know, football is an extremely safe sport. Most sports are extremely safe. But there are things that happen in society. We still all get in a car and drive, and that's one of the most dangerous things ways to travel in the world. And we all still get in there and go go to the grocery store and pick up our, our goods. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be concerned, and I'm not saying that we should not make sure things are in place um, to protect our, our children and our athletes. But at the same time, we really look at the numbers. The numbers are such a small number that, it, you know, it would it would decrease the concern that a lot of parents have, you know. In in this country, we, you know, we um, we illuminate things sometimes bigger than what they are, you know. But when you really drill down and say, okay, there's two million people, there's you know, there's 
four or five unfortunate things that happen, you know, when I when I look at that, is this game safe? Yes, it's safe. And if you start doing that for every single sport, you're going to realize that, you know, some of the things that happen are controllable and some are not controllable. You can that can happen whether you're in your car, or if you're you know playing a sport. So, for me, I know what it does for me, and I know that the percentages are really low, and it doesn't scare me. Now, I know at St. Thomas Aquinas, I'm going to make sure that we have three athletic trainers on the sideline. I'm going to make sure we have doctors. I'm going to make sure that we have re- rehab facilities that we can send our athletes to. I'm, I'm going to make sure that we have resources, and every school in, in South Florida is going to do that. But at the same time, we also have to be realistic that there's a lot of benefit from playing sport um, in general. And we cannot, you know, we cannot take this isolated incident um, and say we're not going to let our kids um, play sports. In fact, I would say many of us were proud by the way they reacted and, and how they responded, and that proved to you that the, the sport is safe. Tuan Russell, you did not disappoint. This is exactly why we brought you on. And now I feel bad for yelling at the Comcast person. So there you go. Tuan Russell, <laughs> thank you, Tuan. <laughs> Thank you, guys. God bless you. There you go. Tuan Russell, let's take a break. That was uh, exactly, I think, what a lot of us needed to hear. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more Hawkman and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Holy cannoli. Hawk and Crowder. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.